The evolution of a golfer. Every golfer starts somewhere. And on their journey, you'll hit different road bumps. Now, the cool thing for you listening, watching, is that I've seen hundreds of golfers given thousands of golf lessons. So I've seen many of these tens of thousands of golf lessons, many of these roadblocks, things that will impede your progress. And if you open your ears and listen, you don't have to go through all the same headaches and bullshit that, you know, a person that would just jump in and start golf without any prior experience or mentorship might have to go through. So listen up. Today's going to be a two-part series. Two parts. All right. Be subscribed wherever you're listening or watching this. And um, let's, let's, have a great, let's have a great day. Let's, let's work a little bit every day to get better at your craft at golf or whatever you're into and um, continue to push the needle the direction you want to be pushing it. So every golfer, young polywog, Padawan starts somewhere, right? They pick up a club, they're excited about the game, they're learning it for different reasons, whether it's social, competitive, or whatever. We all start somewhere. Now, this is something I think is pretty important is you need to embrace where you're starting from, all right? And part of embracing that is just to say, hey, I'm gonna suck. Even if you're coming from other sports or have a different athletic background, golf is difficult. And whether you know it or not, you're not good at it. Someday you might be if you work at it, but right now you're not, you're, you suck. And it's important to establish that because you shouldn't be frustrated by not hitting good golf shots right away. You shouldn't be frustrated by not shooting good golf scores. You're gonna suck, okay? That's cool. We all start somewhere. And if you have a friend, encourage them, support them, be a part of their journey, and um, don't give them false expectations either. So as a beginning golfer, here's, here's kind of your job, your, your role is, is someone who's new to the game. We want to establish a good foundational movement. All that means in golf is we turn around a relatively central axis. We turn our shoulders 90 degrees from where they started. All right, we're gonna keep our head still. If you have no reference, put your head up next to a wall or a door frame. Lean forward a little bit at the waist, bend your knees very little, and just turn your shoulders 90 degrees from where they started and keep your head still. For you to do that, a couple other things are gonna happen, but you don't necessarily need to know what's happening. You just need to know that you need to turn 90 degrees while keeping your head still. As you do that, you're gonna have a gentle weight shift that should go to the inside of your trail foot. For the right-handed golfer, it's on the instep of their right foot. Most people overdo this in the beginning, so I don't think it needs to be a real point of emphasis. Just turn and keep your head still. We also want to keep our arms straight. As we're turning back, our arms should be nice and straight. All right? It's important because we want to hit with straight arms. So we want to encourage how we want to hit by having a good top of the backswing position. As you start down, you should have a weight shift that is lower body driven. The lower body should push towards the target. There should be a little lateral bump of the hips, couple, four, five, six inches. The hips should also be turning, your shoulders should also be turning with your hips. And then when you finish, we wanna finish with our weight mostly on our front foot standing tall, all of our joints standing as tall as possible, belly pushed forward a little bit, back arched back just a little. And you will know you're there 
if you are in a balanced position that you can hold and hang out. Now, some of you starting out may not have the mobility or the flexibility to make a perfect finish, and that's fine. The best way to practice getting to a perfect finish is to do just that, practice. You don't have to go do yoga. You don't have to go do supplementary stretches. You just need to start by practicing golf. You can layer in things later as you learn and move forward. Okay, so step one is have a good basic motion. Having a golf ball there is kind of an important part of this, and you haven't heard me mention that yet. We eventually need to hit golf balls, right? So as you're practicing this motion, you should have a spot on the ground that you would intend to hit, all right? And wherever you're hitting the ground, the ball should go just behind that point. In golf, in, a, in golf, a perfect hit is one in which our club comes down from above, hits the back of the ball, and then hits the ground in front of that ball. As a basic starting position, start with the ball in the middle of your stance if your ball is on the ground. If you're gonna put it up on a tee or a peg or whatever you wanna call it, you're going to move the ball forward into your stance one to three inches inside your lead heel, all right? And now our goal is not to hit down on that ball, our goal is to sweep it up off that tee, all right? But as a beginning learner, we want good motion, we wanna establish a frame of reference for where the ground is and where our ball, our point of contact is gonna be, and then our hitting goal is to get the ball airborne, all right? Now this is so important that you listen up right here. This is why I don't go directly to the grip. I just want a player's hands on the club in about the right place because we want to be focused on the macro pitcher, not the micro pitcher. And to get the ball airborne, which is your next goal, all you need to do is put it on the club face, all right, and hit the ground in front of the ball. That doesn't mean your club face needs to be pointed at the target. We want to learn to get the ball airborne. This is a massive step because most players don't develop good contact. So if you're developing good contact, you are way ahead of the learning curve. Once you've developed semi-decent contact and you're not hitting it sideways, then we'll work on direction. And direction is ultimately your club face and supplemented by your swing path. When I say swing path, swing path refers to the path of the club as traveling some direction. Ideally in golf, we want the path of the club traveling towards the target or just a little bit from the inside of the golf ball, hitting the ball and then swinging back around it. If we're measuring on some type of launch monitor, which most of you won't be in the beginning, we would like a swing path to be just single digits inside out would be ideal, but it really doesn't matter. What matters is that you're getting the ball airborne. We're gonna circle back to this stuff later. All right, hang with me, hang with me. So as a beginner, you are your job is to learn to move well and get the ball airborne. Once you've gotten to that point, you're capable often of shooting scores that are maybe in the low triple digits, 100, 110, 120, something like that. If our goal is scoring related, your next step to break through 100 often doesn't need to include anything new. It's just refining how to play golf around the greens. So playing golf around the greens, establishing some type of short game and putting will help bring you into the 90s, maybe even the high 80s, depending on where you're coming from. So, and our chipping motion is just a reflection of our full swing motion. We're gonna keep our arms straight. Now we're gonna narrow our stance up though. We're gonna, maybe our heels are two or three inches apart and our weight's slightly on our front foot because there's not time for a weight shift. And we're just gonna keep our arms straight and rotate back and through like a pendulum and scrape the grass just in front of the ball. All right, now the evolution of a golfer here. You're getting the ball airborne you break in a hundred 
because you have some short game and some putting now. Now we want to refine direction. Refining direction is a long-term process. Um, as you grow with the game, you're always going to be refining your direction, trying to control your dispersion, and just hit better golf shots more often. So at this stage, we're making good contact. We have a good basic motion. Now we're starting to develop some directional um, aptitude. I like a player learning how to hit the ball both right and left, which is going to be dictated by your club face. Okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna dig into the swing path stuff too much yet because often as a as a beginner learner, you're going to subconsciously change your swing path. It doesn't need to be your it doesn't need to take your primary focus at this point. Okay, we want some swing path control. Now we want to refine our grip. We want to really make sure our grip is in a position that's going to give us long-term success and the ability to grow with the game of golf. I've done previous podcasts on this and specific videos of which I will link down below. A perspective of what is a good grip? We want our hands together. We want them synced together. We, so we don't want a lot of separation. We, our hands should also fit nicely together. And if we're looking at the creases on our hands, your left hand's gonna form a crease, your right hand's gonna form a crease between your thumb and the pad of your hand. And we want those creases pointed at your trail shoulder. So for a right-handed golfer, creases point to the right shoulder. Also for a right-handed golfer, if I'm looking down, I wanna see about two knuckles on my top hand, my left hand. As far as the back of your hands go, you can choose whether you want to interlock, which means wrapping your pinky and your index finger together, or overlap. Either way is fine. You, there's no right or wrong answer. But what I typically recommend is if you have larger mitts, go overlap. If you have smaller mitts, go interlock. If you're somewhere in the middle, find what works best for you because there's not a right or a wrong answer. It's not black and white. So now a grip is important. Now how we use our wrists becomes really important. At its baseline level, if we want if we want our ball to go more to the left, we want to twist our grip for the right-handed player. If I'm looking down at it, we want to twist our grip counterclockwise. And that's done with your hands. Nothing more than that, just your hands. Your hands are primary. Everything else is secondary to your hands in golf as far as the club face goes. So we want to twist our grip enough to make our ball do what we want to do, which is curve it to the left, or not twist it and curve it to the right. Let's wrap this podcast here and make sure you come back next week because we're going to break our way into single digits, good scores. Talk through the layers of golf that it takes to, to, really, play, <laughs> to really break through and play great golf. Leave this thing a review, share it with a friend wherever you're listening to it, and um, I will catch you back here next week.